Hello, this is Raul Ramirez of the Catch Wrestling Alliance. We're here to help you elevate your grappling ability, and together we will keep real wrestling alive. Thank you very much for joining us here on either YouTube or Twitch, or we're even streaming live on Twitter as well. Um, or if you're listening to us on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, welcome. Thank you very much for your support and your time. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, one thing, though, too, I guess um, we weren't on, like, Samsung podcasts, so I think we are on there now. Um, that's weird. <laughs> I think, from what I understand, is, like, a lot of the podcasts, uh, like, uh, like apps and all that, all they do is they, they usually look for podcasts and then just automatically put them on and so or on their on their platform or whatever but um it wasn't the case for ours and i guess you had i actually had to go in and like create an account with samsung and whatnot so anyway it should be uh uh uploading now and all that so I, i'm sure it should be on there soon if not today uh perhaps even tomorrow and stuff so anyway so there's, there shouldn't be a place where you, you can't find us. Even uh, we're available on, on Audible, that app from Amazon. And if you have Amazon uh, Music as well, uh, we're on there as well. So just uh, to give you that update for and just in case you didn't know and if that's more convenient for you, uh, just so you know that. Right. So um, uh, just making everything easy for you <laughs> as best as we can, as easy as we can. Right, because we'll have people um, who want to train all over uh, the country or the world, and you know maybe you can't train so easily, or you're not around LA or you're not around uh, South Carolina, like my buddy uh, John Strickland. Uh, so uh, we also have ways to train, you know, through our website catchwrestlingalliance.com. It is our CWA Academy where uh, you can at least begin online training, and hopefully one day you can go visit. Los Angeles or my buddy John Strickland on the East Coast uh, and train with either one of us um, you know if, if you're in if you're around the United States um, so with that being said uh, what about catch wrestling is confusing feel free to start asking questions at any time or make comments or whatever but in my experience um, I'll see some people so so like I've been working in different jujitsu gyms for several years. Uh, currently, I'm teaching at not only UCLA, but also at a MMA gym called Fight Science MMA here in Los Angeles. And um, oh, not just not just nowadays, but you know, th for many years, um, you know, I would see or I'd hear comments where it's like someone who who was doing jujitsu. And they want to try wrestling or or catch wrestling in particular. Uh, if they try it, then they they find the movements confusing, which that is confusing. <laughs> that that comment is confusing to me, but I, I I think not so much because I have been doing catch wrestling for so many years, but because of the nature of catch wrestling and catch wrestling movements and uh, wrestling movements in particular, because they're actually the most logical, right? They're the most logical movements uh, that fit the way humans move naturally, right? So let me elaborate. It's like, like, hear me out, hear me out. <laughs> because that's the thing, I think right now, um, jujitsu is um, 
um, like very, very popular, you know, has been for a while now. So, um, I, so I think people are seeing these kinds of things or even if they watch MMA, you know, actually for some reason, even if they watch MMA, they still start thinking about like being on their back and stuff, even though wrestling dominates and the whole ground and pound thing dominates, uh, MMA and stuff. So, um, that's just like this weird disconnect. I think it could just be because jujitsu is so popular that people start seeing things, uh, from the jujitsu perspective, right? And then when they see something that's actually more logical, like wrestling or um, you know catch wrestling in particular, uh, they're confused by it, right? So, um, what do I mean by something that's more logical, right? So, let's think about like babies. <laughs> so, if any of you ever had a baby or seen or any, know anything about baby development, right? Human baby, right? A lot of times, like after they're born, they can't do much, right? They can't control their body well enough yet. Uh, they're unable to do so many things, so the parents have to keep the babies face up, right? They usually let them lie down face up, and then as they develop, uh, then they develop the ability to roll over, so they go face down. So usually they're like they're laying down like this, right? And then they they actually develop bridging ability so that they can turn, right? So they do what in wrestling we call a hip heist, right? So they don't they, like they're only on their back because they can't move, right? So it's not that they want to be there, but once they develop the ability to get off their back, to hip heist, basically, so to kind of get a little bridge going, right? And then so they have enough room for their 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 shoulders to swivel underneath them, then they start they start rolling over so their belly is down, right? So so um that's kind of one of the most or one of the early things in, in child development that, that occurs, right? So this whole notion about getting off your back is is one of the most like fundamental things that happen in our lives, right? And so um, that's kind of one of the things where it's like uh, when people are like confused about getting off your back and all that, then it's like, you know, uh, babies want to do this. You know, it's like this is one of the things that you've actually been doing uh, since infancy. And also this, the notion of say like bridging, uh, kids often like, even if they're upset about stuff, they'll kind of bridge and, uh, like they, if, you, if they don't want to be held, they start bridging out, <laughs> they start, they start suplexing themselves out of, uh, someone's arms or whatever. So, um, these movements are very fundamental. Okay. So then after, after a baby not only develops the ability to go, uh, belly down, then later, you know, as their limbs get longer and they develop more abilities, then they develop the ability to crawl, right? So to get onto their hands and knees and then to uh, crawl around where, you know, they can't quite walk yet, but they still want to be going places and so they'll crawl. So the hands and knees position is what we often refer to, at least in the United States, as referee's position, right? Or sometimes it's called like defensive position because it is in wrestling and in catch wrestling one of the most effective defense positions that exists right so much so that uh i, I saw it was like on that one jiu-jitsu website it was like uh jiu-jitsu eastern europe and that one's really popular i always i often see their uh their articles like circulating on online a lot uh and so there's one where it's like some guy i think his name was raul too right but some european dude i think um he was using what you know 
wrestling defensive position, right? So uh, I think they're calling it turtle guard, right? Because that's their framework, right? So um, uh, he was using that to win tournaments, right? So he would turtle up or get into a referee's position, you know, but just, you know, more hunched down. And then as he would counter his opponents as they would attack him or as they would try to roll him over out of uh, his turtle position, uh, he would go for leg locks or different types of uh, submissions and now he's selling his own like whatever instructional videos about you know how he did all that right um so again it is uh th this movement is natural and it is one of the things that we uh develop early on in our in our development as we grow right as as um you know from from infancy to becoming a toddler and then ultimately becoming an adult but then I think a lot of times it's through popularity um, or you know or marketing and all that then you'll you get to the point where people are are so kind of removed or from the under their understanding of of their own the way their body moves so then they they will like they'll switch to this understanding that's like you know the modern the big or kind of like the the mainstream grappling understanding so then they'll you know fall onto their back or stay on their back pulling guard or just different things like that so um not to say that you can't get some good submissions or you have some good counters there because you know every every position is not terrible right it's not it's not like it's going to be completely ineffective but even if we look at a lot of jujitsu tournaments ultimately if, if there's a point system the point system favors the person on top right if you get the takedown you get points if you if you pass guard you get points right uh even like taking the back i can consider that you know like if if they turtle and you're able to take the guard you know you're still getting points right um so uh these things or even even like say some of these uh pro um grappling uh, tournament or grappling events you'll see like on flow grappling and whatnot that are submission only it, it, they'll have a time limit and if the the competitors grapple the full time and there's no winner quite often it'll go to judge's decision and the judge's decision is pretty much uh it always goes with the person who was like on top the most right who was attacking the most and then being on top uh kind of makes it look like you're attacking the most right so uh they'll be winning right so ultimately these types of movements are more logical and i think people are not are like have this disconnect right like where like, if they look at wrestling or catch wrestling in particular then they'll be like this is kind of confusing and then they'll just stick with jujitsu um and they'll be doing like moves that require like so many steps right you know like a lot of steps to even get to the final submission point or whatever so um not to say this stuff is uh, ineffective and whatnot, but um, you know, because I, I also, you know, I also train in you know jujitsu, like a lot of no gi stuff, and um, uh, I enjoy it and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, there is there is this difference, and so that's why I wanted to talk today about about that. It, like ultimately, catch wrestling is still the most logical, even though it is like not in the mainstream so much. You're hearing it more and more. I think it's also maybe like a distorted understanding. So you have the most random person talk about 
catch wrestling as though they're an expert or as though they really know it. But um, so you you are hearing it more and more, and um, um, but it's not exactly um, the the most well understood art, right? All right. Okay, let's go ahead and get to some of your questions here, some of your comments. Nick Allen, man, you guys got to start opening up more gyms to train at. I'd love to train at some catch. I'd love to train some catch, but I'm stuck with BJJ. Sorry, Nick. Really sorry to hear that. If you're ever, ever in Los Angeles or Southern California, uh, please stop by. Or also, you, you know, you can visit my buddy John Strickland on the East Coast in South Carolina. Uh, he's in the northern part of the state. So, you know, see if you can make the pilgrimage. <laughs> um, Mike Hunt. When I was in my early 20s, I was looking up martial arts that could defeat BJJ, and I discovered Sakuraba. Yeah, speaking of Sakuraba, like, have you seen, like, Mike, have you seen this? <laughs> so, I can't remember, I think there's, like, some t-shirt, or there's some popular, like, image that's circulating, um, uh, even around, it's amongst jiu-jitsu people. I think it's some jiu-jitsu brand, they put it on a t-shirt, where it's, like, in a world of, was it, in a world of Gracie's, be a Sakuraba, and but it's, like, a jiu-jitsu shirt, so it's, like, I, I, so I think this kind of illustrates like this whole disconnect thing where it's like, um, you know, the mainstream thing is jujitsu and they don't, people even who make, who made that Sakuraba image, um, like don't quite realize, or maybe even the people who are wearing it, or even there's so many people in jujitsu who, who are wearing the, uh, the Sakuraba uh, rash guard from Scram, that brand, that band, the brand Scramble. So many people are wearing the Sakurabo um, uh, rash guard, but then they're just like only doing jujitsu and whatnot. So it's like, um, um, it could be like, say like Nick Allen who commented about like, you know, wanting to learn catch wrestling, but jujitsu is the only thing around. But I think quite often it is the, this this idea where they don't even know that that soccer, they don't know catch wrestling, or maybe they've heard it. They're not there. There's, they don't really make the connection between Sakuraba and catch wrestling or Sakuraba having trained not only with Billy Robinson, but with Roy Wood, who's who's uh, still uh, the lineage holder from the great legendary coach, Billy Riley, who was like the founder of what, what's now called the snake pit in Wigan. So Roy Wood is still there. Um, uh, he's still teaching. They're still doing a lot of stuff out in Wigan. Wigan, England. So um, uh, there's, it's like the disconnect is so kind of like vast. It's really bizarre, right? Especially those of you here who are watching this or listening to this, like you, you are. It seems like you already understand a lot more than the average person. So then, um, it, it, I don't know if this is bizarre to you to see just like the idea or the, these things that people are are saying about uh, that just don't quite match up with the history and uh, even movement wise or the the art wise like how they think that some of these fundamental movements are so confusing when they're so natural right when they're so much part of the way humans move right uh, okay another comment from mike hunt it's a shame no catch wrestling schools are in my area but only hot singles that is a real <laughs> a real shame mike um uh yeah, well, maybe you can start a hot singles catch wrestling club. <laughs> All right, uh, next question. 
Mike Hunt. I did pick up a Billy Robinson DVD called War. Great wrestling tips. Yes. Uh, yep. A lot of uh, Billy Robinson stuff's really, really good. Um, yep. Let me know if you have any specific questions about that or whatever. But yeah, I'm glad you enjoy that. Mike Hunt. Sumo is underrated. Uh, I agree. I agree. Like 100%. It's almost like, um, say, like nowadays, what the what Eddie Bravo made that submission or what? combat jujitsu where they allow slaps but it's like it's like slaps were always in sumo wrestling so uh, you'll often see some knockouts and whatnot so it's just they don't go onto the ground so if someone falls down then the match is over in sumo wrestling uh but either way sometimes you'll actually get some knockouts which are pretty amazing because you, you see these big guys just like knock each other out it's pretty intense right and and actually the the pace is you know usually very very fast very intense so that's why it's so easy to lose because if anything if any part of your body besides the bottoms of your feet touch the ground you lost so usually all they have to do is kind of snap you down um so yeah it's it's pretty exciting and the other thing that's exciting about it is that the professional um professional sumo is like they have uh, a very difficult tournament all right, and so they have what, like three or four uh, tournaments a year, and they're each each of them are fifteen days long. So whoever is the winningest competitor after fifteen days is the winner of the tournament. So it's uh, it's very very difficult. So yes, it is underrated. Mike Hunt, what do you think about adding weight classes to sumo? Um, I don't know. Then we wouldn't really have like these really cool instances where it's like you have a tiny guy beating a big guy it's still it's it's still like not the norm right but you have some really good smaller guys who um who do very very well um but yeah, we, we just wouldn't have that anymore um i, I don't know, I haven't really uh, been upset about it enough, <laughs> enough to to say either way i think i just kind of accept that the way it is the thing about sumo though that I, I would want to change is for those of you who watch it's like uh i usually i try to watch like every tournament and uh you'll see these guys take unnecessary injuries right because of the way their uh their their platform is set up right so they have this clay platform that's what, maybe about two and a half to three feet tall or whatever and and you'll and they don't really I'm, I'm sure they have some kind of padding along around the perimeter of that platform which is also small because the guys are quite large right so then a lot of guys are taking these extra few feet falls like onto the backs of their heads or or on you know like some you know sometimes they'll land in a weird way or the guy will the, you know the opponent falls on them as they fall down so it's like extra weight on you um so I, I just think if they could find a, a better way or maybe even have the platform not as tall or more better padding around the the platform or you know something i think there's some way to make that safer because um you know that since there is slapping and there's knockouts and there's kind of almost like they call it forearm shivers right it's almost like a pro wrestling kind of elbow where it's like it's not just not, it's not like a straight up like muay thai elbow where you're trying to like cut their their face or whatever but it's kind of like a an elbow that's kind of a on the side of your your forearm elbow area where you're kind of hitting more with the muscle part so it's still uh, very painful so they're already taking like a lot of 
head trauma, like a lot of hits to the head, a lot of slams to the head, because they're supposed to like right when you begin the match, you're supposed to slam into the other person as hard as you can. So they're taking all this impact and then uh, then to have to take some unnecessary impact. I think that it's like you got to minimize that. Right, because you're already taking so much damage. Is that that's already going to try to? It's already going to, um, like decrease your longevity in that sport. So, um, like just try to minimize that, like unnecessary damage to the athletes. That that would just be my thing. I don't mind the difference in weight class, or if there's, I don't mind that there's no real weight class, but um, um, you know, just like minimize this extra damage. That would be my perspective sword tune when i started out wrestling slash bjj i relied on referee turtle to stall people who were much better than me sword tune next comment i lasted a lot longer than i should have yes right you see how well so say like so taking sword tunes perspective right so then a beginner can then can then defend for a lot longer uh, then like how it's mentioned right there, then they should have, right? So um, that's why it's, sometimes it's called defense position, right? Because it's you can bear weight better, right? So if you're on your hands and knees, you can bear a lot of weight, right? If you're just, if you're on your back, belly up, you cannot, you're, we're not designed to be bearing weight that way, like on our chest and belly, Um we can get that's why we there's there are those compression chokes right where if someone is uh, you're basically pinning someone you put all your weight on their ribs and you pull their neck and head up where you're you're pinning them and you're driving your your ribs into their ribs then it can make it it can constrict their rib cage so that it makes it very difficult to breathe and then if you you're pulling their head into your body right then you're kind of smothering them as well so it's just it just makes life difficult because we're not uh, we're not designed to be bearing weight that way. We're designed to bear weight on our backs, right? So backs and legs, right? Lifting with your legs, right? That's what they always talk about, right? Uh, and then also being able to bear weight uh, on our backs, right? That's, that's how come, um, you know, that's how come we, we get piggyback rides or, or whatever, but it's basically we can, we're more structurally sound that way for bearing weight. And so then we have here from the comment from Sword Tune is that, as a beginner, they were able to defend, and even though they might, you know, they, at that time as a beginner, you don't know very many techniques, you don't know very many counters, which from the defensive position or referee's position, there are so many counters. Like I like I mentioned earlier, we have we had some European guy that appeared in the uh, Eastern European Jiu-Jitsu website. Uh, he did very, very well. Uh, or he does very well in comp jiu-jitsu competition using his uh, turtle guard, right? So it's like getting into turtle or a defensive position and countering from there, whether it be leg locks or double wrist locks or all kinds of counters where you can end up back on top of the person or uh, put your, you can put them into a submission hold. So it's, all these things are very, very uh, like fundamental movements. Right. So going back to my original point, right? So those of you who might have just joined later, where uh, a lot of these movements that we see in wrestling are the movements that we develop, or that or is part of human development over time, right? So, but primarily as you know, infancy, right? So 
babies they can't roll over they just physically cannot roll over and then as they gain strength and stuff then they get the they gain the ability to bridge and hip heist and so that they can go belly down and then once they develop even further then they can develop the ability to uh get onto into referee's position and they start they start their their journey to crawling and then walking and whatnot so um same thing even like so like same thing even uh for wrestling so say if you wanted to escape or even for a self-defense situation so say if someone throws you down and you want to get back up or you just want to run away from that person or run away from the situation uh being you know uh, back down or, or belly up right and they're pinning you it's much more difficult to get up and run away if you're belly up right but if you if you get like your back so if you get back onto all all fours, which we're seeing this a lot, even in MMA, where people are getting taken down and they start getting back to all fours, and they a lot of times they'll go up against the the cage wall, right? They get back onto all fours, and then all of a sudden they're back to standing. Um, this is because of those movements where it's like you'll get to so if you're on your get thrown back onto your back, roll over, all fours, it's easier to get back to standing, so you can you know so you can throw your your knockout kick right so um you know the, so i kind of want everyone who's at least listening or watching now that uh to see these things because they, they they i think people are like like i said earlier it's like there's this disconnect where people aren't seeing um or they're not realizing that they're seeing these movements in action and i think you are seeing uh these movements in action in mma more and more uh because a lot of people they're 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 um they're just getting up like that now, right? It might, not only is it more structurally sound, it's easier, and you can kind of block some of the strikes and stuff. Like even getting gaining wrist control, you can stop a lot of the the strikes and a lot of the submission, like the the rear naked choke attempts. Uh, Mike Hunt, has anyone developed effective striking from the ground? Um, I don't know because you can't really get some good. It's like if you're uh, if you're on your back, you know, face up. You have the off the 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 odd like knockout or whatever from time to time. A lot of times, someone who's still kind of uh, hitting or trying to throw some short elbows strikes to their opponent when they're um, you know when they're on their back. A lot of times, it, it doesn't knock the person out, but the commentators will talk about how at least they're still being active, so they're still kind of moving about, but not necessarily knocking someone out there was one that i remember i'm sure there are probably more than that but there was one kind of highlight knockout it was like the andre arlovsky when uh, the heavyweight from ufc but this is back a long long time ago when um you know when he was uh still like you know like like one of the when he was still really really big at that time uh i believe he so he got thrown back and uh, he he put them in guard, and I think he was able to knock them out, like from his back. So, so but either way, I, I don't think there's like besides these kinds of uh, rare instances, I don't think there's like a, a, so much of an an effective striking system from that because you 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 definitely lose a lot of power because you won't have so many so much of waist rotation and stuff that you can do from there sword tune actually well one more thing on that point where it's like you can just 
just gouge their eyes. Just gouge their eyes, bro. <laughs> it's depending on the situation, you know. If like your self defense, yeah, you could totally try to hit the the vital points on on your opponent, you know. Okay, next comment question. Sword tune. In other martial arts, I know Silat has some kicks from the ground similar to capoeira. Yes, this is true. But I don't practice those, so I can't say much on them. All right. Um, yes, there's a lot of ground strikes in these styles, but quite often it is like return a little bit more belly down, or if or you, you'll have to have some distance, right, to kind of kick the leg out or something like that. If they've if they've thrown you back, like onto your back, um, you'll still almost like a, some of the jujitsu sweeps. Yeah, so something like that, or maybe you can kind of put your foot on their knee, kick that out as you roll them over, some stuff like that. There are some maybe, maybe more offensive uh, strikes and stuff, but um, still nothing like, I wouldn't say anything that's too comprehensive because you just don't have uh, the, the I guess, the, the leverage. You won't have the waist rotation and stuff that if you're standing up to throw a punch or kick, really that waist rotation is is what gives you all that power it gives you the ability to knock the other person out or to daze them or, or to just to hurt them right um so it's not quite there when you're on your back right but that's why it's like say if you're on top and you're using gravity and you can get a little bit more of that waist rotation to drop a, a strike onto your opponent you know from up to down then uh, that's much more devastating Right, you got all that, all those physics and all that on your side. All right, sword tune. I must go to dinner, but I enjoyed hearing from you. All the best. Thank you for uh, supporting us all these years. I, I see your comments from time to time, so thank you. Um, yeah, thanks everyone for um, supporting us because yeah, quite often, um, you know, I, I don't see everyone's comment, but uh you know like i see a bunch of them right so you know it's, it's nice to see the same names come up over and over it, it's really cool it's really cool so um let us know you know if there's any any questions you might have about our style and uh, see if we can't answer them in a form of a video there's a few that i want to be doing or there's a few that i want to uh come out sooner than later so hopefully you can get those filmed for you um jonathan jimenez catch rules i believe you are correct <laughs> you are correct sir uh, the catch is really really great um all right so for those of you who might have just tuned in all right so talking about catch wrestling being a little bit more logical or actually more the most logical uh version of grappling and mostly opposed or like mostly in contrast to jujitsu, since jujitsu is the most popular grappling style right now. So, um, what I was saying earlier is that, like, over the years, even though I've worked at different jujitsu gyms and an MMA gym and, um, you know, just different scenarios, uh, I will hear the comment that people who come from a jujitsu background, they're confused by a lot of the wrestling movements, wrestling positions, but these are uh, the, the, the movements that are natural in human development, right? So, uh, hip heisting. So, go from our going from our back to our belly, going from our belly to our hands and knees. These are the things that we developed first as infants to toddlers. Uh, so, it is very human to do these moves, right? 
So, um, yeah, I, but yeah, ultimately there's this disconnect where people might feel that they are confused by um, um, like these types of movements, right? All right, Mike Hunt. How does one stop his body from getting ruined from catch over a lifetime? Well, it, it would be um, not unlike jujitsu as well. Um, the thing is, is about, again, doing the different um, self-care type or self-maintenance type things where you know, making sure you're doing strength and conditioning and also flexibility training, making sure you have good partners because you can still go really hard, especially in grappling since you're not striking. Uh, you can still roll pretty hard, but, um, you know, just watch some of the neck cranks or some of the leg lock stuff. Um like, uh, so it shouldn't necessarily be so devastating, but uh, you definitely have to do some of the self-maintenance stuff. Yeah. So Jonathan Jimenez, yet wrestling came naturally and it fit my way of doing things. So Jonathan has a, has a top-down approach, right? Right. Yeah, and also Jonathan Jimenez mentions like, uh, you know, especially healthy foods and don't stop moving and all that. So, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, like all these kinds of uh, strength, conditioning, stretching stuff is just vitally important. And that will definitely increase your longevity. Uh, and then the diet, so eating as many vegetables as you can, um, that will really, really help you over time. Uh, Jonathan Jimenez, you, you'll be in more pain stopping when you're when you're going forward then when you're going forward yeah i think he means like you, you don't stop training right so uh if you if you take that break you know it doesn't mean you can like like doesn't mean you can't take a break right but if you if you just stop and then you like years later then you, you want to try to get back to it it's, that's going to be difficult but uh just you just got to keep moving and this is one of the things even like medically speaking you know ultimately people um yeah, you know, like this is a big thing in our, at least in our country, in the United States, that research comes out all the time talking about how bad it is for people to have jobs where they just sit down all day. Uh, all that stuff ruins, like the, it, it can shorten your ligaments. It can because um, you're you're in a seated position where you are, um, you know, you're you're not standing up upright. So you're so many hours just like in this position where uh, we should be moving and you know like doing all these things at least. You know, taking breaks to move, but a lot of people just don't do that. And so it can hurt your body over time. Um, Mike Hunt, how important is strength? Um, strength isn't the most important thing, but if, if we're talking about your health and your longevity and like minimizing your risk of injury, then it is more important for those things than for winning a catch wrestling match right ultimately having the so like we're talking about like like structural uh strength right so be you're stronger if you're in a defensive position or like the referee's position like uh, you know on all hands and knees bearing the weight it's easier for you to bear weight than if you were on your back and you know someone's pinning you right and like driving their ribs down through your your through your chest and you know pulling your head up and smothering you <laughs> with with their chest so um so that that isn't so much strength you're just using gravity to just like pin and smother and smash 
your opponent who's on the bottom, right? Um, so strength isn't Im that important for like offensively, but for self-preservation, right? <laughs> Defending your joints and all that, then uh, that that's what the strength and conditioning is really all about. Um, uh, a number code. <laughs> Hello, number code. Is it 9341602? Uh, have you ever researched Russian Samba? What's your thoughts compared to catch wrestling? Um, I like not wearing any kind of jacket. <laughs> so uh, that'd be the the big the other thing. And so then I it also other they might have some wrestling aspect to it. Um, but quite often in the videos that I've seen, um, they will be doing those be kind of going into leg locks and whatnot which is totally fine but i it seems as though just uh it's just a little bit less wrestling oriented than catch wrestling so um that's about it i don't really spend too much time looking at it um taquero man 91 do head scissors only work from the ground and scarf hold can you get there from mount or back uh yeah you can set up all kinds of uh scissors so uh he's got to practice getting there if that's what you want to do i mean you could totally uh you, you can totally get there <laughs> so um i'm not sure exactly what position specifically you're talking about like from the back or whatever but i'm sure there's a way mike hunt are you saying BJJ has unnatural movement? Uh, what I'm saying, it is not the most natural when we're talking about. So, like, my premise was that, like, so people often uh, say that, oh, catch wrestling movements are confusing, especially if they come from a jujitsu background. And, but my point is that they're not confusing and they're actually some of the most natural movements, right? So that that was my my point. So um, you can still do, you know, like like I said, there's still submissions that you can get from your back. Um, that's totally fine. But you know, like the with regards to defense, and you know, say if you want to get back up to standing, you know, we are seeing not only in self defense but in MMA situations where people are actually not necessarily staying uh, in guard; they're actually rolling over. Uh, going to the referee's position, then going to what's called like quad pod, and then they are, they're able to stand back up, so they're back to striking. <laughs> yeah, number code. <laughs> Hi, yes, number code, and thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you, thank you for for watching and listening, and thank you for your question. All right. Yeah. So ultimately, that that was my my main point, where it's like um, uh, I think just maybe because of the the popularity of jujitsu um then you'll see these ideas or actually even it was like a i think over a month ago now one of the live streams that we did was talking about wrestling myths right so uh even as a like especially as a white belt in jujitsu they often talk about like oh don't give your back or whatever or uh, don't go to sometimes even like to not go to turtle it'd be better to put the person back into your guard um, these types of things, you know, the people will be hearing, right? Once, especially if they're, you know, especially if they're beginners, then a lot of times their coaches are telling uh, telling them these principles, 
And so then those get ingrained in their minds that that kind of affects the way they think. And then when they go to like a, a wrestling or a catch wrestling class, then when we, we talk about like, oh, well, it's actually beneficial to give your back or to go to a referee's position or um, uh, all kind oh, it's, it's like, don't necessarily uh, waste your time in guard. It's like these kinds of things that uh, then kind of create this kind of like cognitive dissonance for uh, that practitioner, right? So say someone like Jonathan Jimenez, who's, you know, commenting in the comment section, like, I think he already had kind of like this top-down approach to to grappling. He has a karate background too. So he's he was he, he's used to starting from standing up anyway. So then um, where, even though he did spend, spend a lot of time doing jujitsu, when he got to catch wrestling, then uh, it, he realized that that was even more natural right so i think because he already had this uh, outside perspective right all right mike hunt boxing and catch best combination um i i think that um the chinese kickboxing is the uh, the ultimate combination like the sanda but boxing and catch wrestling is a really great combination too i i must admit right but since I did the Chinese kickboxing, so Chinese kickboxing or, or Sanda or Sancho, it has uh, kind of a, a lot of wrestling takedowns in it, but plus the punching and kicking. So um, that's why that's what I like the, the best. Um, but uh, boxing is really good too, especially if you don't want to be like, uh, you know, kicking and stuff like, you know, giving your leg to the person, then, um, you know, boxing, boxing is cool too, right? <laughs> Takero Man 91. How do rankings work in catch wrestling? Well, there's really no ranking. It's usually just how much time you put in. and um, But we'll have, say, like even on our um, uh, CWA Academy, that's our online platform where you can learn online, uh, we will do levels, right? So the way it's set up on our platform is that uh, when you join, you get access to a lot of videos, uh, but you have to then demonstrate to me the fundamentals uh, uh, techniques. And then once you show that you know those, then you'll get more access to different lessons. So it's, you'll get access to more and more things as you progress, right? But ultimately, you got to be very proficient with a lot of the fundamental movements. So that's what's going to make you uh, the, the better wrestler. And that's going to show like just how advanced you really are. Right. So, but I think people have different, different kinds of ranking systems. I believe also my, you know, my buddy on John Strickland on the East Coast has his own kind of uh, level systems and, you know, but there's no real belts and stuff like jujitsu. Because, yeah, you know, even boxing, like, I think uh, since we mentioned, since Mike Hunt mentioned boxing earlier, it's like, are people thinking about the ranking system in boxing? There's no belts, right? It's just, you just do it. You just practice until you get better and better. Uh, if you want to compete, you can see how you do and, you know, kind of like that. Like, just go train. All right. Takero Man 91. Any places you would like to travel to grapple, like Senegal? Uh, one place that um, where their wrestling style is very similar to catch wrestling that I might be interested, not, not might be, I would be interested in going to check out would be in India. I guess northern India is where they do the kushti wrestling. 
where they wrestle in the sand. Um, the, a lot of their movements are closer uh, to catch wrestling than even a lot of, uh, definitely a freestyle wrestling in the Olympics and definitely uh, folk style too. Because uh, folk style and freestyle, you know, they, they just have more and more points and uh, freestyle, they, they start pancaking out and all that. So, um, but in Kushti wrestling, you'll see them do a lot of uh, counter moves and stuff from uh, the referee's position or the defensive position. So just, just like we were talking about earlier, it's like they're using these things, they're putting these things into practice. And so there's a lot of cool videos, even on YouTube, you can see them training and stuff. So a, a lot, they, they, they will show a lot of cool techniques uh, that are just their catch wrestling fundamental techniques. Very, and it's cool because you see how effective they are. Very, very cool. It's actually uh, uh, before COVID, before the pandemic, um, I did spend some time in southern China, like well, south, uh, southwestern China, uh, above Vietnam. And uh, the people, the traditional uh, tribal people that live there, they call it, they're called the E people. Uh, they have a tradition of wrestling too. And it's very similar uh, in that, you know, they'll, in the villages, they'll set up sand pit arenas and uh, you can wrestle there. And the, but their wrestling is, I would say it's a, a little bit further from Kushti and it's closer to freestyle wrestling. So uh, someone who does freestyle, which, you know, like, so that what they do is like, this is their, their pastime there. Um, uh, you know, the, there's a lot of betting and stuff on the wrestling matches and stuff. So as a wrestler, you can win money. And, um, and so, but they, there, there, there will be no points and you have to pin the person or just dominate them, you know, if, because they'll, they'll, there will be a time limit, they won't let you go like forever. Right. So, um, uh, so that can be kind of similar to Kushti, but I think, I think because of the, the dom, there the prevalence of freestyle in China, then uh, I think you'll see, you're seeing, or at least when I was there, it, it seemed like a little bit closer to freestyle than than catch wrestling or you know even kushti yeah ziggle 314 i have just started watching your videos and i am very interested in pursuing catch wrestling further how do i find a school or should i be or who should i be watching all right um uh watch our videos uh you can also join our online platform through our website catchwrestlingalliance.com uh the other person that i like i don't know if he's really puts videos on youtube uh, but it's john strickland on the east coast he's in um, south carolina and his organization is called american hook wrestling all right so um, make sure you check him out i think he's going to be putting stuff onto patreon um, we will have him on soon so he can talk about it because I think the whole Patreon thing is like a, a new thing for him. So I, I'll, I got to check if he's, uh, if he's got everything up there yet. Okay. Mike Hunt ever tried Turkish oil wrestling? Nah, no, <laughs> we talk about that. Everyone. The Turkish oil wrestling, the longer the conversation goes, like, uh, the Turkish oil wrestling comes out, right? Um, now nah, that seems, uh, somewhat difficult. <laughs> um, and very slippery, very slippery. Uh, 3941602. Do you need a background in wrestling, say like in high school to do catch wrestling? No, it actually could potentially 
uh, like poison your brain, right? You'll think you're like so great, you know, um, and then you might not want to learn like the like some of the submission holds and whatnot, and then uh, you know, so then you won't necessarily learn the catch wrestling style, but you'll just be doing your folk style, um, which isn't bad and can, you can get you very very far, but it will uh, it could affect your depending on your ego, right? If you're willing to learn, then you know it can it can help you learn faster. But the the folk style movements still they're not cognizant of the submission holds because submission holds are barred so you can um like unconsciously be putting yourself into submission holds or putting yourself at risk of getting submitted um just by doing the folk style right so if you do have that so it's not necessary but if you do have folk style freestyle background just be humble and try to learn the moves um because the catch wrestling moves would be cognizant of this, the possible submission counters, right? That you would not be used to, right? So this is what I see a lot. So like, since I train at uh, 10th Planet in West LA, um, you see all these kinds of like high school or collegiate wrestlers come in and they get submitted by like the blue belts, or, you know, or the lower ranking people who don't have any wrestling background, uh, you know, that, there i mean i'm sure it's not just happening at where i train right it's, it's happening all over the country or all over the world um so um you don't need to have a wrestling background to train and catch wrestling and it might even be better if you don't right because then you'll be humble and you'll be you'll learn you know like you'll you'll learn the the way the technique like the way to do the techniques that are still cognizant or like you'll just they still take into consideration a submission counter, right? This that's not present in freestyle or folk style. Mike Hunt. If oh sorry, it's scrolling, scrolling. If you want to learn wrestling, just roll around the floor like a baby, right? Uh it, that's a good way to put it, actually. <laughs> Whether it was a joke or not, it's kind of uh, the idea. And that's kind of my point. We're talking about like you know the, in human development, it's like that's what happens. We start on our backs, right? You're supposed to put the baby on the back and then um later on they developed the ability to bridge actually they they developed the ability to bridge really fast uh so bridging is very very natural and then they hip heist so they get to they can roll where they can roll themselves over uh belly down and then later they get to referee's position and this is all natural development they can start moving forward right by crawling and then they can get to standing right so this is very very natural uh, three nine four one six zero two. Does catch come from Britain? Have you ever heard of Bartitsu, British stick fighting? Who knew Britain has martial arts? <laughs> uh, yes, catch wrestling does come from Britain. Um, I have not heard of Bartitsu, um, but yes, there were regional. Uh, there were a lot of regional martial arts styles uh, in England. All right, so very very similar to other parts of the world, you know, it's like martial arts have not only been a way to defend yourself, but they've been a form of entertainment, uh, you know, since the dawn of time. So, um, you know, there's all kinds of grappling styles. We, we even talked about sumo earlier, right? In, in this, in today's live stream, right? Uh, what, double zero. How far can I progress in catch wrestling with no catch? wrestling school nearby um ideally if you can find like a wrestling dummy or wrestling partner or maybe you can basically learn 
from our videos and then um, maybe if you can make the pilgrimage right to Los Angeles or uh, or my buddy on the East Coast John Strickland uh, you can definitely you can definitely progress it kind of reminds me of like say like learning a language right uh, when when you say like if you're learning Spanish right and then you can you, at least you'll be like if you take a class uh, you'll be exposed to some of the grammar some of the vocabulary but then if you ever get the chance to um, like say go to a Spanish-speaking country or you're just immersed there then then that kind of helps you to learn faster where you have to use it for survival and all that um, but it doesn't mean that like doing the whole book learning or like video learning uh, didn't help you it actually did help kind of create some of the foundation there so that once you're immersed and once you're present in the environment uh, you won't be completely lost right so it's still good still good to learn from video and then uh, but if you can, once you can make the pilgrimage, then you, you got to, you got to immerse yourself. Um, Mike Hunt, the marketing behind Chinese and Brazilian martial arts is, is better. That's why Western martial arts are unknown. Uh, yeah. Or even like, say like Japanese, right? The karate and all that. Um, yeah, or even Taekwondo. Yeah, so, yeah. So some of these Asian martial arts, where the, now they're in the Olympics and all that. So judo and all that. Um, so uh, correct. That's correct. Yeah, because there's all different kinds of uh, Western. So basically, yeah. So like I said, like there's uh, combat sports popular since the dawn of time. So with regardless, uh, regardless to the where where on the earth you lived. Uh, there's there's some ways to entertain yourself doing some kind of combat sport. Agosto Dalla. Uh, Baritsu is a mix of jiu-jitsu, box francais, French cane, and wrestling. Interesting, interesting. Danzina. I want to see a catch wrestler be in the elite of MMA, specifically in the UFC, the pinnacle of MMA. Think it can happen? Any potential names? I believe it can happen. It's just uh, he's got to get someone who um, who like wants to devote their time. Uh, even though like uh, wrestling, uh, amateur wrestling does very very well in MMA, you'll still get people who are just like I gotta do jujitsu, you know. So they would still prefer uh, spending some time doing jujitsu or even amateur wrestling over catch wrestling. It's just like you'll see. Um, there's this, yeah, this, the disconnect that we've been talking about this whole, almost a whole hour now. Takero Man 91. What tools did you use to help with your learning of catch wrestling? Um, well, I did um, several different grappling styles. I even competed in sumo wrestling even before um, I, I was able to go to Wigan and train. Um, or to also to train with Billy Robinson and um, privately in Arkansas and all that. So I did have a martial arts background. Uh, so almost like the whole idea that I just mentioned where it's like, even if you have some kind of, even if you're watching some, some videos where you're learning some of the fundamental movements, then it will give you some sort of a background or some sort of a foundation. And then if you stay humble or, and you just try to like humbly, humbly learn what they're trying to teach you then you can absorb it right you'll at least have some coordination right so these these movements aren't completely foreign uh 
All right. Mark, uh, Mike Hunt. I want to say Mark Hunt because of the that kickbox there from from Pride, and when he also fought in UFC. Um, anyway, Mike Hunt. Wrestling was international. Kings used to wrestle over. You know, used to wrestle other kings. Right? Catch's origins come from sailors, apparently. From tra- that, that that's not exactly true. That's uh, that's one of the myths of catch wrestling that's kind of going going around. There are some waves of immigration that came from uh, the mainland Europe and stuff like that, but uh, it was uh, a style developed in Lancashire region. It wasn't necessarily from the sailors. Uh, no, that that was something I did see spread, but yeah, it's not. That's not exactly correct. Uh, Mike Hunt. Bastrun pretty much taught himself wrestling with one other dude. Yep. Yep. All right. Okay, so um, go ahead and keep on asking questions. And then, uh, but so for those of you who um, are, you know, listening or whatever, really appreciate it. So we were talking about like ultimately catch wrestling movements being the most logical. Right, because it's it's these are the movements that we've been doing since we were since we were infants, right? And then to become toddlers, and then eventually to walk, right? These are the types of movements that are that make us human, right? So they are the most logical. Uh, it's just that there's just been a disconnect where um, people uh, just because of like the marketing for from other grappling styles and. Um, they think that that is like the way to do things. And then when they see catch wrestling, then it's just gets confusing. Right. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Mike Hunt. Thanks for the info. I throw a few bucks in super chat, but it, it all went to my petrol thing. Yeah. Understandable. Understandable. Gas price is way too high now. Okay. But so, so for those of you who say you might want to learn, uh, mentioned a few times CWA Academy on our on our website catchwrestlingalliance.com also if you just want to contribute and you don't necessarily want to learn the style you just appreciate what we're doing uh, you can become a member of our YouTube channel we have a lot of videos that you would get access to there uh, some uh, sparring some uh, we have a really cool uh, presentation we did in the home of Frank Gotch one of the best American catch wrestlers who ever lived uh so yeah a bunch of stuff we even have like alternate endings right so like the video you'll that we put out on on youtube uh like we will have one some 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 submission ending there and then we'll add an alternate uh submission ending in the behind the paywall so the members only can can view that so we try to make it special right uh we'll just keep adding more stuff so you can always um uh you know support us that way uh you know just check it out you anything's appreciated you understand how uh like how mike mentioned the you know the petrol being very expensive it is uh, very expensive right now so all right so hopefully we can all survive the inflation together um all right so i think we'll go ahead and uh call it a day thank everyone for uh listening and know we're available twitch uh any kind of uh uh now on Samsung, I believe, the Samsung podcast app and all that. Uh, Audible, uh, of course, I, I, iTunes or a- Apple, whatever. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, so it should be easy. So thank you for listening or watching wherever you do. All right, so, you know, we're here just to help you elevate your grappling, and together we're going to keep real wrestling alive.